Hello, everyone. Uh, this is another edition of the Advocate Podcast. Uh, I am Scott Rothschild, and I'm joined today by my KASB colleagues, John Forer, and as always, our uh, great producer, Alec Madrigal, is spinning the dials, as they used to say. Leah Flyter is not with us today. Uh, she was in D.C. earlier this week. Uh, trying to uh, fill her suitcases full of money for special education students. Uh, Believe it or not, the Congress did not um, comply with her wishes, at least immediately. Things kind of run slow there in D.C., but but Leah will be back with us next week. And, you know, special education funding has been a major topic this session, And there was some uh, developments in that area uh, this week in the Kansas legislature. So, John, you want to just kind of recap what happened with uh, SPED funding this week? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, sessions really getting ramped up now. Um, Special education is definitely a, you know, an issue that we knew was going to be pretty forefront. Uh, So this week, the House K-12 education budget passed out two bills related to special education. Uh, So the first bill was uh, HCR 5004. Uh, This was a concurrent resolution that uh, urges the federal government to uh, fully fund their uh, contribution to IDEA. Um, As it stands, we've kind of told you guys, um, both the state and federal government have uh, failed to fulfill their uh, stated commitments to special education, uh, that being with the federal government, 40% of excess costs, and then the state wants federal aid and all that have received, the state has committed to uh, fund 92% of excess costs. This has kind of led Governor Kelly to propose a five-year phased-in increase for special education in her uh, budget, in the governor's budget, and uh, is also kind of emphasizing a dual-pronged approach where the state also kind of works more to petition the federal government uh, to also meet its responsibility to provide services to uh, the special education students. And so uh, that passed. And then there was also House Bill 2060. Um, This was another bill that uh, establishes a special education task force to study special education funding. Um, This was a task force that had been put together about a decade or so ago. It kind of ceased to exist. And so they wanted to bring it back. On both of these bills, uh, KSB was supportive. We were proponents of the HCR 5004. And then we testified as neutral on HB 2060, obviously encouraging, you know, studying and the federal government to provide um, kind of their share and understanding special education funding. Um, But we also don't want this to be kind of mutually exclusive with increasing special education funding. Um, It's something that we believe that special education funding can both be maybe studied and funded uh, at the same time. Um, outside of the realm of special education, just to kind of highlight some other movement that happened this week in House Education, House Bill 2040, um, which revises the Kansas School Equity Enhancement Act um, to provide per-student education funding based on student enrollment in the current school year. Um, this bill just adds an additional option when determining your enrollment for state aid. Uh, it adds a current year option. Um, so as it exists now, you can either use your previous year or your second previous year. Uh, enrollment when uh, determining your state aid. This adds the current year option. Uh, I believe in the fiscal note, 
uh, it identified maybe 104 different school districts that whether they're growing or maybe they're seeing an increase again uh, post-COVID, where their current year enrollment is higher than that of a previous or second previous year. And so in cases where that happens, school districts may not be able to receive money for those students until a year or even in some cases two years post starting the education as a student in the district. Um, so this bill would allow that funding to um, be received that current year. So those three bills I listed, HCR 5004, HB 2060, and HB 2040, uh, will all go to the House floor uh, for consideration Will they be debated. And then um, should they pass on the floor, they'll go over to the Senate and repeat the process. Um, so that kind of just captures some of the bill movement. We're, we're getting there. Uh, more, this next week, it looks like it's going to be uh, quite a bit more busy. There's a lot more bill hearings, um, a lot more intent to work bills. And so I think Scott's going to go ahead and just highlight uh, some of the major bills that we see coming up next week. Thank you, John. Uh, those are some of the bills that are moving out of committee. And next week, uh, we're going to see uh, a lot more bill uh, hearings as we're getting toward that part of the session. Uh, on Monday, the headliner for next week, if you remember nothing else from this podcast, the headliner next week is uh, a major voucher bill, House Bill 2218, will be heard in the House K-12 Education Committee. This bill would use tax dollars to send students to unregulated non-public schools. Uh, KSB and numerous education groups, parents groups, and others are going to oppose this measure, and we will be testifying against it. This is a hot mess of a bill. It's a major change to, to education in Kansas. It contains little to no public oversight. Uh, for the expenditures of what are called education savings accounts. Uh, it contains little to no public oversight over student achievement. And, uh, you know, essentially it will lead to the creation of unregulated schools. And we have seen this happen in other states, uh, Oklahoma, for example, uh, which uh, the, the problems there have been ca called one of the worst uh, 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 taxpayer scams in the history of the uh, state. Um, so KSB will be testifying against this bill. Uh, please go to our website if you want to, uh, ksb.org, if you need to uh, uh, find out more information about this bill. And again, as usual, uh, what, what is happening is supporters of this bill have fast-tracked it. Uh, we learned about the bill, I believe, uh, Monday, I think the... The, the bill was actually published uh, a day later. Uh, the day after that, we got word that, you know, there was going to be a hearing on the bill this Monday. So we had to submit testimony two days in advance. It's just fast-tracked. It's hurried up. It's rushed. This is a very, very bad bill and would hurt Kansas students. So I can't emphasize that enough. Also, uh, John, if you want to talk about maybe what's... Uh, uh, some things that uh, going on in the House Education uh, Committee, uh, I would appreciate it because I got too excited over this uh, uh, House Bill 2218 and I need to get a, a drink of coffee. <laughs> yeah, so on Monday, uh, the House Education Committee uh, will consider House Bill 2163. Um, this is a bill that would reinstate teachers due process. Um, due process as kind of a statute requirement uh, was eliminated in 2014, uh, although 
you know, many local school boards have been free to uh, include due process and any provisions or contracts that they draft with their teachers. This bill would require a due process procedure uh, when non-renewing or terminating certain contracts. Um, this is something that has been attempted in recent years, kind of since it has been eliminated. And but many of those attempts have not been necessarily successful. I'm not sure if you want to comment any more on that. Scott. No, this was uh, yeah. When this was eliminated in 2014, uh, it was one of those uh, uh, in the dead of the night uh, things that went through the legislature. Very controversial, and uh, uh, the teachers organization uh, KNEA has been uh, very adamant that this was just the wrong way to go. Uh, KS. SB uh, actually uh, believes that, um, you know, local school boards can handle this issue on their own, and there hasn't been that much uh, disruption. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would imagine, uh, given the makeup of the legislature, this bill probably does not have much chance of advancing any uh, very far, but, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a hot topic. Uh, in Kansas education and has been for years. And uh, I did get my drink of coffee. So uh, I'll just go ahead and say on Tuesday, uh, that same committee, the House Education Committee will host a roundtable discussion with several of our uh, local uh, Kansas school board members. Uh, the chairman of the committee, uh, Adam Thomas, uh, kind of requested this and, and has worked with KASB to set this up. So we are... Uh, we are more than happy to get our school board members in front of legislators uh, so that they can talk about uh, the challenges that they see in public schools and, uh, and, and can interact with legislators. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really hoping that produces some fruitful discussions. Um, also Tuesday, the Senate Education uh, Committee uh, is going to consider an expansion of Kansas's private school tuition tax credit program. This is similar to a bill that was heard, I don't know, a week or so ago in the House K-12 committee. And um, when that bill was heard in the House K-12 committee, uh, it gives, this bill gives donors to the private school tuition scholarships a 100% tax credit. And one legislator uh, commented that, you know, holy tax scam. I thought that was kind of a an appropriate comment for that bill. On Wednesday, um, House Education is going to consider a bill, uh, House Bill 2236. This is a so-called Parents' Bill of Rights bill. KASB is all in favor. We in favor of parents. We are in favor of teachers and parents getting together and and uh, you know working for the best uh, for the best uh, uh, outcomes for students. But this bill goes much further, and it appears that the language in the bill is broad enough that it would allow a student to say, you know, I, I am harmed by my math class or science class. And this bill would allow that student to basically get out of it. Now, I remember when I was young, uh, that would have been a nice thing to have, but I don't think my parents would have gone for it. You know, we just think this is uh, this is a disruptive kind of bill. And, uh, I, you know, our teachers, uh, when I talk to teachers and when they come up here, I mean, they're, they are, they are great people. They are doing, uh, you know, great work and they, they welcome parent input. 
And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, why these uh, bills keep coming up. Uh, I'll just add one more. The Senate Tax Committee uh, on Thursday is considering a bill, uh, Senate Bill 128. This would provide a tax credit for people with children enrolled in private or home schools equal to base state aid. Uh, uh, this is, uh, KSB will be speaking against this bill. Senate education uh, later this next week will consider uh, a bill, Senate Bill 66, which would put Kansas in an interstate teacher mobility compact that would recognize teacher licenses across other states that are members of this compact. This is a bill that has uh, generated some heat. Um, there are those. KASB is one of them who believes this might be a good tool to be able to get more teachers. We hear all the time about the teacher shortage. Uh, KNEA uh, and maybe some others believe, uh, no, we don't need to be, uh, th this has the potential to dilute the uh, requirements that teachers have in their subject areas. So, you know, like a teacher from say, and I'm, I'll just pick on Mississippi, like a teacher from Mississippi may not have to take as much uh, course content to teach science uh, as a Kansas teacher does. Well, that Mississippi teacher moves, moves to Kansas and under this compact, perhaps they would be able to teach in Kansas. So that, that'll probably generate uh, some good uh, testimony. So John, what, what else is going on? Uh, yeah. So in the House K-12 Education Budget Committee, um, they are going to start working the uh, K-12 education kind of budget. The a proposal by the governor, um, which includes kind of a variety of things, including uh, the constitutional uh, gaining Gannon funding, it includes some special education funding, and it includes uh, continued funding uh, for the high density at risk weighting. In prior years, uh, the chair of the K-12 education, education budget has uh, merged some of these funding policies or funding uh, with uh, other type of policies. Um, so for example, last year uh, we had, uh, not only did we have funding, but it was packaged in a bill with uh, open enrollment and an expansion, an expansion of the tax credit. So yeah, I remember that last year, uh, you know, there was, it was a kind of a kitchen sink uh, school bill. And, uh, you know, this is a tactic used by some uh, to get members, uh, uh, to uh, who may have misgivings about some of the policy parts of the bill, but they are, they want to get that funding. So this is a tactic to get them on board. So don't be surprised uh, this session if we see bills uh, with the Gannon funding packaged with uh, vouchers or something uh, like that. So you know we'll just see how that uh, how that develops. Um, so I think that's kind of a a pretty good roundup of what's coming up next week. Uh, John, can you think of anything else we need to uh, uh, talk about? Or No, I think that's kind of all encompassing. Um, there's a lot going on. So, uh, you know, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at our, our advocacy staff, Leah, Scott, or I, um, and we can definitely help you, whether it's submitting testimony on any of the bills or contacting any of your legislators um, to yeah. advocate, um, but yeah. Yeah, well said, John. I, I think, and, and we appreciate everyone who is listening to this. We appreciate everyone 
who uh, submits testimony and please uh, keep keep trying to contact your legislators and know uh, how you feel about these bills. Uh, we got a long road ahead of us this session and there's a lot of bills that we need to, uh, uh, we basically we need to uh, stop. So uh, thank you everyone. And uh, again, uh, thanks for our, our great producer and uh, we will see you next week.